0: So hello my friends, Devon Lennox here, Photography PX, In today's video we will cover the main highlight features and do an overview of Panasonic's G95, also known as the G90 and G91. Do know you can find timestamps and links in the description down below as well as a pinned comment. And also know this is not a sponsored video, let's get started. Initially released in the spring of 2019, Panasonic's G95 officially replaces the G85, and it's their latest mid-range model to sit above the GX9 and below the flagship G9 and GH5. Do know this camera is called the G95 in North America. Or the G90 in Europe and the G91 in Asia. Its predecessor was arguably one of the most popular recent releases from Panasonic, namely due to its size and price point. And this new release aims to build on its proven successes. On paper, it promises a larger sensor, updated video capabilities, unlimited recording time, refined autofocus, and updated ergonomics. And it takes inspiration from the higher end GH5 and G9 cameras in a more affordable and compact package. Package. Panasonic states that they've designed this new camera with content creators and vloggers in mind, and they're aiming it to compete with Sony's A6400, Fujifilm's XT30, Nikon's Z50, and Canon's EOS RP. Gone is the long-standing 16-megapixel sensor of its predecessor. Instead, it now features a 20.3-megapixel MOS sensor without an optical low-pass filter and the latest Venus engine processor. This is a similar configuration as the flagship G9. With this new setup, however, the camera is now properly oriented for large-format printing and heavy cropping during post-processing. Panasonic's also updated and refined the camera's auto-white balance and color science with this new model. And the camera delivers even more pleasing and natural rendering. Plus, they've added both the AWBC and AWBW options, increasing accuracy under certain lighting conditions. New for this release is the popular L Monochrome D profile, in addition to the standard suite of color profiles. The camera also provides continuous shooting speeds of 9 frames per second without autofocus or live view, and 6 frames per second with continuous AF and tracking. These are the same figures as the predecessor, and the buffer depth also remains the same at 30 RAW images or 600-plus JPEGs before slowing. On the video front, it shoots 4K UHD video up to 30 frames per second and 1080p full HD video up to 60 frames per second, just like the predecessor. However, Panasonic's added the high-speed video mode, which shoots 120fps full HD videos rendered in camera to 30 frames per second. Otherwise, it offers largely the same video capabilities to its predecessor. In this case, it still shoots the MP4 format via H.264 compression with data rates of 100 megabits per second for 4K and 28 megabits per second for Full HD, and it still supplies an 8-bit 420 signal. The camera does, however, have a slight crop. In this case, shooting in 4K results in a one26 times crop, a subtle increase over the predecessor's oneone times crop. but shooting in 1080p does so at full sensor width. Nevertheless, this crop in 4K will reduce the camera's field of view and alter the attached focal length, so it's essential to consider this when filming in 4K. Otherwise, the camera obtains zebras for highlight warning and clipping indication, but arguably, the biggest improvement over the G80 is the removal of the 30-minute clip limit. Instead, this camera now offers unlimited recording time, a key selling point outside of the new sensor. Panasonic's also included the V-Log-L, their light profile, pre-installed on this camera. Shooting in this profile captures a flat and neutral camera that increases the camera's dynamic range to 12 stops, and it's ideal when shooting in highly contrasting scenes as it preserves more details in both shadows and highlights. The camera also obtains both the Cine-like d and Cine-Like v profiles, which increase its dynamic range and makes the footage more suitable for post-processing. The camera also outputs a clean 8-bit 422 4K signal via HDMI for use with external recorders or monitors. Low-light performance remains mostly unchanged from the predecessor, which is great considering the increase in sensor size. It features a native ISO range from ISO 200 to 25600, and users can still expect usable images up to ISO 3200 or 6400 with minor post-processing. For Focus, it obtains Panasonic's long-standing 49-area contrast-detect AF system with Depth from Defocus technology. On paper, it's the same system as the predecessor, and it also offers both face and eye detection and AF support down to negative 4 EV. However, Panasonic's overhauled the DFD technology with this release by improving its color, size, and motion vector detection algorithms, and basically this translates into better subject tracking performance, particularly when using continuous face and eye detection. Panasonic's DFD is acclaimed for its speed and responsiveness when shooting stills, quickly focusing in as little as 0.07 seconds. But even so, the G80 wasn't great when using continuous AF, and it tended to back focus and lose track of subjects. However, with this release Panasonic seemed to resolve many of these issues. The camera also obtains several manual focusing aids to help when manually focusing. These include focus peaking, the MF guide, touch MF assist, and focus magnification. For displays, it obtains the same OLED live viewfinder with a resolution of 2.36 million dots, 0.74 times magnification, and 60Hz refresh rate as the predecessor. It also features a 3-inch vari-angle TFT touchscreen LCD, now with a resolution of 1.24 million dots. This is a 16% improvement in resolution over the predecessor's 1.04 million dot display. But otherwise, the displays are mostly unchanged and its free angle articulation remains quite versatile, particularly for hybrid shooters. Physically, the camera obtains several design refinements from the flagship G9, but in a smaller and lighter body. In this case, it now weighs 484 grams body alone, a 6% increase over the predecessor. Nevertheless, it's not a substantial enough change to notice this difference in hand. and The camera remains exceptionally lightweight for the class, and it still provides DSLR-style controls and ergonomics, the vast majority of which fall on the right side of the camera, making one-handed operation quite comfortable and seamless but it does have a slightly deeper grip which is now more comfortable and well suited for those with large hands. Additionally, the camera uses a full magnesium alloy and die cast frame which provides full weather sealing. It also makes the camera exceptionally rugged, tough, and freeze-proof and this construction ultimately becomes a key selling feature over other mid-range cameras at this price point. Otherwise little has changed over the G80 in this regard. The camera also has 5-axis in-body stabilization, E-stabilization for video, the IS lock feature, a built-in flash, a microphone input, a headphone output, it now supports both charging and continuous power by USB, it has the live composite mode, HDR, built-in panorama, multi-exposures, Panasonic's full suite of 4K modes including burst, pre-burst, and start-stop. It has the 4K live cropping feature, a 2 times digital teleconverter, post-focus and focus stacking. It has several bracketing options. It has a built-in intervalometer for time lapses or stop motion animation. It also has sequence composition, a fully silent electronic shutter, and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth low energy connectivity. In the end, Panasonic's G95 slash G90 slash G91 proves they're committed to developing the micro 4 Thirds ecosystem. And despite the onslaught of several mirrorless full-frame releases over recent years, it doesn't appear that they've moved on just yet. As a package, the G95 truly builds on the successes of the G85, and it's an excellent addition to the lineup and a capable hybrid camera. It obtains much of the high-end, professional-level features from both the GH5 and G9 in a smaller, easier-to-use package. Sure, it's more of an evolution in the lineup, but the SETI refinements here have created one of the better current mid-range mirrorless cameras and a strong all-rounder. So there you have it my friends, there are the highlights in the overview of Panasonic's G95 slash G90 slash G91. For more information on the Panasonic G95 and other Panasonic cameras, check out our website, photographypx.com, go to our camera reviews page, then to the Panasonic section, and there you'll see a full detailed written review, as well as other reviews of cameras that may be of interest to you. You can also look at the pinned comment in the description down below, and that will take you right to the full review as well. I've been your host, Devon Lennox. We will see you in the next video. Thank you for watching today's video.